Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, before I start Strange Times, then uh, let me just thank, can I, all the people who've um, I've managed to have conversations with over the last month. Uh, and the many of you have offered help and sustenance and shopping, um, especially Joe and Martin uh, Jennings. But thanks to you all. Um, I remember we had a rector once who said, if you think this church is a family, ask the single people. And I'm just really grateful uh, to many of you. Uh, now, here we are this morning, John chapter John chapter 5, um, verses 31 to 45. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not valid. There is another who testifies in my favour, and I know that his testimony about me is valid. You've sent to John, and he's testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John, for the very work that the Father has given me to finish, and which I am doing, testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who has sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor see his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You diligently study the Scriptures, because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept praise from men, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe, if you accept praise from one another, Yet make no effort to obtain the praise that comes from the only God. But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believe Moses, you believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? So, uh, not an easy passage this morning. Um, but one that will give us some sort of stability um, in these really uncertain times that we're, that we're going through. So, let's pray first, Lord, that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you may open us, up to us this your word, and that we, may, that we may be changed people, reliant on you, in your name, who died for us. Amen. So... <clears throat> It's, it's almost a courtroom scene. We've almost got a courtroom scene here where Jesus is having to justify himself. They've complained that he healed the man. Take up your bed and walk from last week. That he healed the man. No. They complained that he's healed the man on the Sabbath. So they're, it's like going to a wedding and all you can talk about is the flowers. Oh, the flowers. And... Haven't she done the flowers really well? And those on the end of the pews. Um, oh, didn't the bride look lovely? Actually, the wedding is much more than that. You know, oh, the food took ages to come. You're coming in at the wrong angle. And that's the problem, that 
the Jewish leaders had at this point the coming in from the wrong angle instead of marvelling at the works that Jesus was doing in curing this man from his lameness then they're complaining that he did it on the Sabbath and so Jesus is now saying look, okay let's establish who I am shall we, because then you might understand and who I am is Jesus, Son of God. But if I stand here and tell you, I'm Jesus, Son of not me personally, but Jesus said, if I stand here personally and say to you, I'm the Son of God, then you won't believe me. My own testimony about me is not enough. Actually, it's all I do need to do, because it's true. But let me bring some witnesses in on my behalf. And so the first of those witnesses um, in verses 33 to 35 that he brings in uh, is John the Baptist. And you'll know, because you know your Bibles well enough, that uh, John the Baptist uh, was a precursor of Jesus. Um, he was the forerunner. He was, he was the one making way for the Lord. And he, um, in, his, in his work that he did, he was very careful to say, actually, that I am here, but there's one coming after me, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to tie. And I may baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says to them, you like John the Baptist. Yeah. You went flooding to John the Baptist to hear his words. Um, but actually, if you'd only realised it, his words are about me. So, John the Baptist is the first witness, if you like, that Jesus calls to say, this man spoke about me. He was talking about me, I that would come and baptise you with the Holy Spirit. After that, um, he calls on the works that he is doing. Um, there's a lovely verse um, in Isaiah, in Isaiah 39, I think. Anyway, in in Isaiah, uh, where um, I can only remember it from from Handel's Messiah. Then shall the eyes of the blind be open, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a heart, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Is that not what the Lord's doing? Then shall the lame man leap up like a deer. The tongue of the dumb shall sing. He will raise people from the dead. Just as Isaiah prophesied, so has Jesus come to this earth and is doing the works that his father sent him to do. Now, the third witness, if you like, is uh, the father. Um, Jesus said there were three occasions there were three occasions when God the Father spoke his blessing on me um, and pointed out who I was one you remember quite well as we were talking about John the Baptist was at Jesus' baptism suddenly there was a voice this is my son in whom I'm well pleased God speaking to the people on earth in this loud voice. A bit of an aside here, actually, because um, 
The second time is Peter in the uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration. The, the same voice comes again. Uh, this is my son. Listen to him. Uh, but also, uh, when they're walking to Jerusalem, Jesus, on the road to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, Jesus is talking about, Father, do your work. Glorify your name. And, the, and, and God says to him, Yes, I will glorify my name. I already have, but I will glorify it again. Uh, and the passers-by remark on the fact that it was such a loud voice. And this, the second time, I'm sure it occurs on other occasions, but the one in particular where I remember this, this loud voice is when Moses brings down the Ten Commandments. And he says to them, these are the Ten Commandments that the Lord has given me, and he gave them to me in a loud voice, as if to say, so they must be important, okay, and you must obey them. And the same thing happens with this blessing of Jesus, with this God the Father showing to the people on earth that Jesus was his son, it's with a loud voice, so you'd better believe it. Um, so, so, so far we have Jesus saying, it's me, I am who I say I am, but I understand that in a court of law, that's just not enough. We need other people to back this up. So, the first person is John the Baptist. The second are the works that I am doing that my father sent me to do. Uh, raising the man from, uh, raising uh, Lazarus from the dead. Um, all the various other miracles that, that Jesus did okay um, and thirdly the father himself who sent me witnessing that I am he okay um, and that leaves then um, the word and he starts using God's word now the people that he's arguing with believed God's word. They trusted the law. They tried to keep the law. Their problem was that they did not see in God's word that it was Jesus that the word was talking about and that the salvation, their salvation, uh, you remember last week uh, when Laurie spoke that um you know, Jesus said, I'm the judge, I'm the one who gives life. Um, well, the problem was that they couldn't see this in the scriptures that they so loved and that they so sought to obey. And one of the reasons Jesus says in this argument to them is that... Um, it's because they're far too interested in getting praise from fellow humans than they are from God. You love it if a man honours you. You love it when a, when a human praises you. Um, but actually, that's not the point. The point is that I am written about in God's word. Now, we've already had um, an extract from Isaiah where... It talked about the lame, lame man shall leap like a heart, etc. And the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Uh, there's those great passages in Isaiah 53, of course, reference to Jesus as the lamb 
um, that was slain. Um, he also says um, that I'm there in Moses as well. You find me, you find reference to me, the one that is coming. Okay. Um, and my my own not justification, but because it's there, it's it, it's there, uh, written down. But my own, my heart. One of my favourite passages, actually, is the two men on the road to Emmaus after Jesus has died and rose again, uh, and they walk into Emmaus and they bump into Jesus, uh, and they start talking to him, and he explains, according to Luke in Luke twenty-four, he explains to them how starting with Moses and the prophets how throughout the Old Testament is referring to him and what would happen to him and there's that lovely moment when they go home and they break bread uh, and one of them says to the other did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us by the way and that wonderful sense of you know you've been with Jesus you know that Jesus is real this resurrected Jesus that was spoken about in the Old Testament has now come to earth fulfilled his father's wish died and risen again now in his risen form is walking along the road to Emmaus speaking to these two chaps about himself but it's not that it's this I've got to be careful here it's not a glow it's not a nice feeling it's not a chocolate cake feeling <laughs> it's uh, um, if you open <laughs> if you open the Morrison's box It'll have things in that you don't want in, and it'll have things in that you that you that you love. Um, it's not just going to be a lovely, warm feeling. Um, I sent I sent to Betty's in Harrogate um, for for some comfort. I sent for a Simnel cake and a Yorkshire tea loaf. Um, now that's a glow. Yeah, that's comfort food, <laughs> and how. Uh, I love marzipan. Anyway, th th that was the glow. But they had more. Did not our hearts burn within us? The Latin word ardens, burning ardently. You know, this was a, this was this. There's a sense of power there coming from the risen Lord speaking to them about Himself, and He's just doing this here to these people in this community. Uh, in this sort of courtroom scene, he's saying to them, look, I am me. John the Baptist said I would come. My father, when I was here, at my baptism, etc., 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 said, this is my son. The works I have done proves I'm here to do what my father sent me to do, whether I did it on the Sabbath or not, oh my goodness, you know. And, and finally, the whole of scripture, if you would only read it from the right angle, tells about me. The whole of your scripture tells about me. 
from Moses through Isaiah, etc. Okay? Now, I've got to be drawing to an end. Um, the main point that I want to make is, are people going to speak to you about these difficult times and ask you about your faith? Yes, they are. Um, even if it's only over the phone. And actually, it isn't good enough just to say, well, I know Jesus is because he said he was. People won't take that at face value. We need, and we know now, from this very difficult text, we know now from this chapter that actually... Not only did Jesus say he was, but there are other things to back it up and to make our faith in him more secure. Because what we need at the minute in these difficult times is to know. We have the certainty and the certainty doesn't come through a feeling. It comes through knowledge of God's word that was their problem. They'd looked at God's word and they'd not spotted it. Or they weren't willing to spot it. We look at God's word, this passage in particular, and last week's. This is who Jesus says he is and he backs it up with what he's done, with people who've referred to him, with the Father speaking with a loud voice um, to ensure that we have the confidence that Jesus is who he says he is. That the Father sent him to die for us. He raised him from the dead. And one day he will come again to ensure our salvation. Uh, there's that wonderful old hymn, just to finish. Will your anchor hold in the storms of life? Don't get the impression from me sitting here for the last 18 minutes that everything's gone really well this last four weeks. No, it hasn't. I, I love my own company, but not all the time. Um, I can't stand having to decide what to do next all the time. I'm enjoying things like learning Spanish. I'm reading Deuteronomy uh, with a commentary um, because about a year ago I said how boring it was and... Uh, and, and James Alcock took me, took me to task and gave me a commentary. And he's right. It is very interesting. Um, anyway. Will your anchor hold in the storms of life? The answer is, we have an anchor. Okay. Fastened to the rock, which cannot move. Founded, grounded, firm and deep in the Saviour's love. Amen.